Hello, and welcome to Story Guts. Uh, this is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. Okay, we fucked up. <laughs> so we, we fucked up the count that you do at the beginning to, like, mm-hmm. make sure your recordings sync up, um, yep. which is why we're laughing, because that's literally the easiest part of recording. Um, well, it's, any- count- it's like counting to three, but you, you skip a number, so it's pretty. it gets pretty rough. And you have to do it backwards. And you have to do it backwards. <laughs> so, so it hard. really... Um, anyway, so yeah, this is Story Guts. Thanks for listening. I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. And uh, we've got a special guest this week. You know her. You love her. It's Becky Hickson. That back was... again. Oh, here I am. Uh, expert on... Nope. No, no, never mind. I actually don't know why I'm here. Uh, I had nothing else to do tonight. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I all right. needed her to, and she was saying some smart stuff when I was talking to her about it. She may not be able to repeat that smart stuff, though. I know, it's so, pressure, pressure. No pressure. That's, like, kind of harsh, but all right. You know what? It's, it's hard to... As somebody who went through a two-hour-long oral examination that I bombed, it's hard to say smart stuff under pressure, even when you okay. know it. So I always want to come back here, but then I'm always nervous unless I don't know something super well. That it's just going to go bad. Because we always sound so intelligent and knowledgeable about everything we it's talk about. True. As if we've done extensive research and, like, really given it a lot of uh, the confidence meaningful. in your tones. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, should we say hi to your, like, what, first year? Your first year friend? Oh, yeah. Hi, Emma, if you're listening. God. <laughs> I doubt you are after listening to one. Extra credit. That oh, won't Jesus. matter anymore, I guess. She's not my student. Oh, I thought she was. <laughs> no, first year. Uh, oh, that's right. Okay, never mind. Yeah. Um, no, none of my students listen to my podcast. That was me hilarious. So uh, I was like, wow. Very impressed. Um, yeah. Uh, and really, thanks to anybody who's listening. I don't know who you extra are. Extra credit. Or why you're here. But <laughs> I appreciate it. I do. No, I appreciate them. Shout out to all the people who are listening and sticking with us on our 45th or 6th. 46 maybe wow really episode awesome. we've been sticking damn good for us this podcast has outlived my tenure in ann arbor which is like a shame but it's also like a mark of how like it's how much stick to itiveness we have <laughs> yeah but do something special for 50 yeah we we will have to think of something. like an old people episode oh boy no 50 it's a, it's the middle of the century <laughs> oh i was gonna say like is that like the middle of our podcast like we get to 100 and we're yeah, like all right <laughs> we're pivoting we're doing like record reviews uh we're Maybe. gonna do a game of thrones podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh no please no i'll just oh, do man. my own game of thrones podcast it's just gonna be me re-watching every episode and be like okay here guys this is what happens and this is what i think about av AV club did a whole like they rewatch every single episode and uh, like one per day or multiple per day so they have like this whole like whole trove of content did you see that elizabeth warren posted like a review of um game of thrones the new season no no yeah she did let me try to find out but unfortunately molly this is like gonna turn you into a bernie bro because she was like pro daenerys Wow, that's really bad reading on her part. Well, I'm not but, sure, but I mean, anyway. did she actually write it? Who knows? 
Um, Who knows? Anyway, she'll change her mind by the end of the season, as will everyone. <laughs> okay. No, but I promised myself I wasn't going to talk about Game of Thrones today. Okay. There, there's no clones there's in Game no of Thrones. There's no clones, because guess what, guys? That's what we're talking about. We're, we're talking, talking about, about clones. clones. You might be wondering who Becky is. Becky is Molly's clone. That's right. Sometimes it feels that way. That's true. <laughs> my, like, slightly more well-adjusted clone. Aw, how sweet. <laughs> Was I the second one? Yeah. yeah. What happened to me? What am I talking about? Oh, God. Um, well, the thing is, they had they had twins, and then they put one of you on a spaceship, and they accelerated that spaceship to near the speed of light. Okay, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yep, yep. All right, uh-huh. let's talk uh-huh. about clones. Okay, so I um I chose this topic because I just we just decided I throw out every time before we start the podcast I throw out like three or four topics which are like literally the first things that come to mind, and we decided to go with clones just because we haven't talked about it. It's kind of fun. There's been a lot of there's been, like, a surprising amount of clones in media lately, which kind of happens with all of our podcasts. Um, so, like, Molly, does it, do, does it, can we just, like, talk about some of the examples you were, you mentioned and you and Becky brainstormed? Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I mean, we mentioned, like, The Prestige, Battlestar Galactica, Jurassic Park, Orphan Black, Orphan Black being, like, a real standout, um, Blade Runner, Never Let Me Go, and then I guess Us which is spoilers, so we won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what do you think? Um, so what's, what's kind of remarkable to me is that uh, clones span, like at first I thought clones was strictly going to be like um, like a sci-fi, sci-fi thing, but we kind of see uh, between like Jurassic Park and The Prestige, like people utilizing clones in kind of unexpected ways, like clones slash doppelgangers. Yeah, I mean, I think that's totally true. I think... Um... I mean, I think the, well, we, okay, we start saying clone slash doppelgangers. That also opens it up. Because if we get into doppelgangers, I'm going to go all on about fucking the Vampire Diaries, where the same actress plays the same character, or like three different characters. they char- paid her anyway. She's Wait, very good. In, in what way? Is it like um, changeling style doppelganger, or? So what it is, is that there's just like a physical form that recurs every now and then like weird through time. It's like a yeah. genetic magic thing. And she has, like, special blood. And a couple mm. of them show up because one, there's surprise, is a vampire. And so she's still alive when the next yes. one is born. I think, yeah. And you know they both very... sleep with the same two dudes. Woohoo! <laughs> who are brothers. <laughs> God, what a wonderful show. No, I think, I think that's... I think that fits because when we talk about like the the traditional idea of clones is like the genetically identical. So there's a lot of like very interesting nature versus nurture. Jupiter Ascending, I guess, gets lumped into that category because like they have the whole like you're a princess because your DNA is like the same as like the original princess or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so what do you? I mean, I guess like what is? Okay, I guess yeah. Starting from the top, like. What do you think about when you introduce clones to a story? Are, is it just, like, always about nature versus nurture? Or is it, like, would you make out with your clone? <laughs> I, I, well, I think there's a sense of, of, like, self and other. So uh, with the clone, it's the possibility of actually finally seeing the mirror self. If we're talking mm-hmm. about Lacan here. I'm not going to get into that because I don't know it well enough. Um, but the mirror stage um, and, like, the separation of self and other. And so with the weird thing with the clone is that the question is, is it you or is it not? And that's where you, like, I think certain things kind of diverge in different directions in that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, science, you're talking about, like, identical twins as clones sort of thing. Um, 
and so like sometimes it's an improved version because it's been um, scientifically made, but also then scientifically altered. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm thinking about Shakespeare, though, so I'm gonna <laughs> stop talking for a second. Uh, I mean, there are a lot of not exactly clones, but lookalikes in Shakespeare. Yeah, um, yeah, twin plays. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, but I think that's exactly right. Like, I think it's the it's the interplay between self, other, other as self, mm-hmm. self as mm-hmm. other, um, and the sort of limits of what what is me, and what is a human. If we're talking human clones, um, mm-hmm. and how much of I mean, this is the nature of nurture. Like, how much of who I am is sort of predestined by um, either a magical or scientific or spiritual like um code basically mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and really i think cool. I, I think like a lot of that those questions can like pop up in different genres um i don't think it has to be limited to the strict sci-fi yeah that's a good point um i guess one thing one thing that kind of interests me is like how like, so, so a lot of shows, I guess, kind of hedge their bets. They're like, oh, like, there's some things that are inherent to you, but, like, a large part of it is nature versus nurture. Is this just kind of, like, the moderate, like, oh, like, I guess, like, you know, I guess clones kind of position? Or, like, I don't know, like, is, is there something about clones that reflects the political views of the people behind the narrative, I guess? Like, I don't know, like, Orphan Black has this, like, very, like, the ca- you can, like, they're all clones, but they can be, like, super dramatically different people, including, like, which is interesting because there is, like, a transgender version, I believe. Yeah, and one of one of the clones is a trans man. Yeah, so, which is, like, interesting in that argument, which is, like, oh, like, if you're, like, indirectly, directly arguing that, like, if you're, I don't know what the show argues, I presume it wasn't something, like, as concrete as, like, oh, you can, like, decide to be transgender, um, or, like, environmental factors can turn you trans, uh, mm-hmm. But that does, like, seem to be, like, something, if you're saying, like, you know, right. the clones. and you also had, like, a lesbian clone and straight clones. Also, you had the interesting sort of element of one of the clones had a, well, one, two of the clones were twin sisters. <laughs> and so, oh, like, okay. what is the distinction there? Are they... They were, like, extra clony. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, and to me, like, that's... I don't, I don't necessarily know that that's about, like, you, exactly what you're saying, or choice, or even necessarily environmental factors. Mm-hmm. I would say it's probably something more, um, more like, they have different souls. <laughs> Not to be, like, cheesy, but, like, I sure. think, like, it, the, it's more about, I don't think that they're, Again, maybe maybe I'm totally wrong because I didn't watch past the first season or two of Orphan Yeah, me, me neither, unfortunately. Um, it was quite good. I don't know why. I just I never did. Um, but, right, it seemed to be about the infinite variety possible um, within humanity, even mm-hmm. if it was contained within the same or almost the same body. So, So you're saying that it's not... So you're saying, like... The way the way that Orphan Black isn't kind of very like conservative, I guess, is because like the you view it as like oh, different souls migrated into these bodies versus like these were the same person. So they they are, but then then doesn't that like presuppose that souls exist? Okay, I mean, sorry. I don't know that I mean like literally souls. Uh-huh. I guess I just mean like 
ourselves. Felt, yeah, like, like, I don't think Orphan Black is interested in the question of, like, is it genetics? Is it these specific environmental factors? Or mm-hmm. is it this? I think it's just, like, these are different people. They led different lives. And, like, that's why they're different. <laughs> Um, so I guess that's environmental, but, um, I mean, ultimately to me, from what I remember of Orphan Black, the question wasn't really, the, the science side of things felt less pressing, or at least that part of the science felt less pressing than the Mm -hmm. question of capitalism and science, because the issue was that their DNA was patented. Like they were like genetically owned by people. Um, be by a corporation, right? Because they were these clones that had been produced. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't know. I guess I had never even thought to ask the question, which is maybe sort of silly of me, but of like, why are some of the clones, you know, gay and some straight and some trans and well, the rest this? And of course, I this is like I'm like beating the my own drum. I don't know. Yeah. But like this is something that interests me because of um, there's been a Recently, in the last like several years, there's been a rise of a diagnosis called rapid onset gender dysphoria. Um, and for those who aren't familiar with it, it's this idea that like, and, and I, I believe it's primarily targeted at um, trans men, at younger trans men that like, mm-hmm. they are, they like watch too much internet and they decide like, oh, I'm trans now because I, I like pants. Which is obviously, but, like, so there's, a like, oh, like, trans- transition as a fad, as, like, a contagion, actually, which is very interesting. Like, if you see too many trans men, like, non-trans people will decide they're trans erroneously and suffer um, hardship by transitioning, even though they are not trans. It's, it's this whole, like, weird transphobic, like, dressed mm-hmm. up as medicalized, but mm-hmm. it's something that came to mind when we talk about, like, these are all the same clone, but, like, one clone is trans, like, which is an int- which, like... In that era, probably wasn't, but, like, in this era would be seen as a direct supposition that, like, you can, like, become trans if you, like, wear too many pants. I don't know. Anyways, this is, like, drifting I mean, a field. would you find... I, I don't... Like, I don't know that there's a good answer to this, because I don't know that I would... I don't... From my knowledge, I mean, I guess I hear this conversation more around sexuality than gender, so maybe this isn't the case. But, mm-hmm. like, if everyone was... Like, if all the clones were gay, say, Mm -hmm. because of genetics. Like, I feel like that wouldn't... I think there's there would be pushback on that as well. Yeah, I mean, primarily because... I mean, I I guess primarily because I would agree, like, gen... Like, sexuality and gender is very much a spectrum. So it wouldn't... It wouldn't necessarily make sense to say, like, all of them would be gay. Because, like, that is a... That is a category imposed upon us by um, society, which is like the same thing with like being trans or not. But it does. I guess I find it strange that like maybe like only one of them is trans, and maybe like none of them gender queer or otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. in the sense of like, if it is a spectrum, you would expect to see people like along the spectrum. Right on the spectrum, yeah. like oh, like some people being like, oh, like I thought I might be trans, but then I like decide I wasn't because I wasn't ready. Like, some people, like, suppressing it. Some people just being, like, oh, I think I'm okay with this. I don't know. It's just, like, mm-hmm. especially, yeah, it's, like, with both, like, sexuality and um, gender, it can be kind of damaging to say, like, oh, you can just get over it. Or, like, there is a way to get over it and just, like, not care about it anymore. 
So it's like, why don't you just be straight? Why don't you, like, pretend to be straight? Um, yes. Maybe. I mean, I, I think that's fair. I think we would have to actually see the episodes that yeah. deal with the trans character because I only just know that, like, I just know that it happened. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't even know what the reception was, to be honest. Yeah, which is fair. Like, I don't know. I don't know either. So maybe it was fine because... I mean, probably it wasn't, but <laughs> just <laughs> historically speaking. But, um, but I would just I I don't feel comfortable making any like big guesses, at least. Mm-hmm. But I think it's yeah, a fair, fair question. Um, yeah, I don't know what 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 were we talking about before that? Uh, oh yeah, think... so nature versus nurture, just generally, yeah. Oh, I want, Becky, did you want to get in on this on this discussion real fast before we segue off of it? Off of nature versus nurture? No, off of, um, <laughs> like, transphobia, homophobia, and, like, orphan black clones. I, I think I saw literally half of the first episode. <laughs> and I, so <laughs> okay. I have nothing to say about orphan black. It sounded interesting as a concept, the whole show did, but I, mm-hmm. I don't know it at all. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fair. I was just, I was just wondering. No, I was just gonna let you guys go on that yeah. one. I was just like, yeah, she's an orphan, she's <laughs> right? Isn't she? I don't know. <laughs> I uh, hopefully she's an orphan. Well, hopefully, what, what is really interesting about Orphan Black, from what I remember, um, is that it's constant. I mean, as you would be, right? But it's constantly playing with like how how much can these people sort of fit into each other's lives. Um, so one of my favorite things to see when I was watching, right, the, the show basically starts with, um, the main character, I think her name's Sarah, or one of the main characters, seeing, maybe Sarah, anyway, she sees someone who looks exactly like herself, her, like her, kill herself, mm-hmm. and she takes over that woman's life, um, yeah. because that woman has, like, all this money and stuff, basically she's just trying to get the woman's money and, like, get her, uh, stuff but get out yeah get out yeah get in get out with all the money um but complications arise then she starts seeing more people who look like her um and there are all these great scenes where you have the same actress not just playing you know different versions of or different sort of clones different characters but playing like one clone pretending to be another clone Mm -hmm. um which i think is just such a like fun uh nuanced level of uh, Nina Dobrev definitely had Nina Dobrev that. did that yeah. as well in the Vampire Diaries um, she would have to play Catherine. yeah and Catherine being Elena um, yeah. I, I really feel like there needs to be a category for like best people playing versions of themselves because like John Noble also was I just want people to just like get a lifetime achievement of war for playing like you've played like four very distinct versions of the same character oh my god yeah and we just want to just we just want to say good work yeah. yeah. On Fringe, man, all of them were so good. John Noble was amazing. But they were all so good in all their different... I need to figure out what he's doing now. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he can be the next um, uh, pirate guy. Pirate of the Caribbean guy. Are they still doing those? I don't, I don't Probably. know. Probably. I don't know. <laughs> Captain Jack oh, Jack Sparrow. That's right. Yeah, yeah Captain Jack Sparrow. John Noble is the new Jack Sparrow. <laughs> Right, you got like have hip- a new character. I don't know if yeah. you could like maybe no more Johnny Depp, but don't just replace him with a different actor. <laughs> Especially John, should... John Noble's a very old man. Uh, <laughs> I know it Johnny was... Depp's not holding him, up. Yeah, well I guess you could play him really old then. Uh, that actually be right. He got hit by a curse, right? Or or in the Crimes of Grindelwald, he can be Grindelwald. 
Oh yeah, that's a, yeah, yeah. Please, he's the worst. Anyone makes would no be better. Um, anyway, <laughs> so <often>. sorry. <laughs> sorry, I think this is with with three people. It's much easier to just like start talking about random shit. Hey! That's my fault too. I like that's it. my fault too. Hey. <laughs> no, um, it's great. Yeah, so I think what was I? Um, okay, questions of ownership. You're talking about yeah. So question question of ownership. Would you also get in? Um, Never let me go which I literally just read um, mm-hmm. and I saw the movie years ago. But again, it's sort of the question of like, are, who, who does a clone belong to? Um, d- is a clone the property of its sort of original? Um, mm-hmm. If clones are produced, is it, are they the property of their makers? In Never Let Me Go, right? They, the clones mm-hmm. are, um, it's a really interesting, weird novel um, because it's basically this like pastoral British boarding school novel at first, yeah. and you sort of it's... slowly realize that they're clones <laughs> and mm-hmm. that their organs are being harvested. Um, Spoilers. And that's that's the purpose. <laughs> that's their purpose for existence. Um, mm-hmm. And. Yeah, spoilers. I guess um, it's quite a, quite an old movie and quite an old book, but. Um, but the so the the question comes up right is um do these people like do they have soul like literally like do they have souls do they deserve to have lives of their own do they deserve to um find meaning or make meaning in mm-hmm. their lives do they deserve to fall in love um if they're they're you know they're all going to be dead by the time they're 30 their organs are sort of already marked out as belonging to someone else. Um, and like, what does that mean? Like existentially, what does that mean? Sort of practically? Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's like really fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uh, not great. It's not great. But I think this is like quite, I mean, you know, this is, so in this case, the clones, they never really say who, who has been cloned. But the Mm -hmm. presumption is actually that it's um, poorer people. Um, Okay, so so that they're not exact clones, right? They're so they're not exact clones. They're just like clones of other people who like legally have no rights, kind of like that. Yeah. What do you mean they're not exact clones? Like they're genetic. Oh, as as in like of. Like a character doesn't get like their host coming alive and being like, "Oh, she's growing up great." Like I want, I love her. Right? Organs. No, not like that. Like you don't like get your own personal. Population. Yeah, it's a surplus po- population okay. that can be harvested, um, mm-hmm. essentially. And so, yeah, it's it's interesting because it's it's sort of already the marginal um, who are then being duplicated and mm-hmm. used, um, or at least that's what it's implied. Um, huh. Interesting. Yeah. So so, it's, so that's. Oh, I mean, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I think that's that's sort of the the question is like, um, what personhood do these people have, uh, these clones, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then furthermore, as they sort of they they do sort of wonder about who was their original, right? They call them mm-hmm. um, possibles because if oh. they see somebody who. Who looks like them they're like oh it's a possible match mm, basically um but it doesn't seem like anybody ever actually finds their possible they don't really or finds their 
the actual person. Um, and there's sort of this assumption that if if they were to find out who they who their possible really was, it would like tell them something about themselves. Um, but then there's sort of this resistance to that at the same time because they kind of know deep down that they haven't, you know, they're who they're, they're not, made off of are not, you know, they're not sort of like people living not, great lives. Yeah, um, that's not the value. What is interesting to me is that um, I guess I always assumed that there was like the original and like their clone who was like the source of extra organs. What's interesting to me is that when you say that they're like the clones of surplus populations is that I guess what's interesting is that the book sidesteps the question of like, why not just a surplus population, right? Like, why not? Why isn't this just like babies handed off at like a safe drop-off site, like raised to become be like organ owners if they're if hypothetically they're the clones of the poor population? Like, why not just like why not just like cut cut out the middleman and just say like, oh, this is a society that's like harvesting like orphans for organs, orphans for organs. It's the newest. Um, <laughs> I think that there's like an interesting line drawn sign, but a line drawn sometimes between um, like this is what you get when we were talking about like stem cell research mm -hmm. and like test tube babies, and this is like an extreme version of that where it's it's not a it's not a human, you know, it's the clone, and so if they're raised in some way, are they raised in seclusion? Yes. Yeah. So like the people aren't seeing who's they're getting the organs from, and so if they're like a separate population then it can be mm -hmm. understood as okay in a way that I think harvesting from people who are just poor and the outskirts of the city or something might not be. I'm, I don't, I'm not no, read this at no, all. No, that's completely it. I mean, it's people feel this is, this is a scientific advancement. This is mm -hmm. the way that they are curing. Um, so it's technically an alternate history. It's set during the late 1990s. Um, and it's basically like, at some point in the like latter part of the um, 20th century, uh, this technology came about, um, mm -hmm. and it's like completely changed medicine and medical mm -hmm. technology, and the way that people sort of feel okay about it is because it, they're not people. You know, they're not humans, mm -hmm. um, and and because they're clones, they're inherently unnerving. They're, mm -hmm. um, they're inherently different. Um, and you know, this sort of gets tested, right? When, cause there's, they don't look any different. They sort of can quote unquote pass as human. Um, Interesting. but people who know who interact with them are like freaked out by them. Um, just mm -hmm. by the concept of them. Um, even as, uh, you know, sometimes they're even, even people who are like, I believe these are, you know, human and they mm -hmm. deserve to have certain kinds of rights or at least to like have certain comforts before we harvest their organs, harvest their uh -huh. organs. Um, they still don't, they still have that sort of like fear of them. Um, and so I do think that's like a critical part that it's, it's not human. So it feels like it's, it feels like a technology. It doesn't feel like a people. Hmm. Okay. No, that's really interesting. So never let, yeah, okay. So never let me go in contrast to, um, 
Orphan Black, I guess, is just specifically talking about, like, technology, like, the mm, plausible deniability middleman, I guess? Like, like, they weren't born, they didn't have, like, oh, you froze. Are you back? Are we back? Are you back? You're back. Am I back? Yeah. You're You're good. You never left. (laughs) (laughs) I never left. I was never let go. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. No, I mean, I guess, what was I saying? As opposed to Orphan Black. Right, as opposed to Orphan Black, that never let me go directly positions... Uh Uh-oh. Just keep going. Okay, I'll just keep going. Directly positions um, tech as a way to kind of willfully ignore the the cost of technology, I guess. Like, we're looking at this with um, the fact that a lot of AI technology is actually just, like, people helping like um doing the work of ai dressed up to look like ai do you see, sort of see parallels between that and Le- never let me go even though never let me go was written like well before these things became issues well i don't know i mean it's not that old but i mean i guess it was <laughs> like yeah but um yeah i mean I, I think so i think that that's a fair comparison i mean i think it is about the the human sacrifice the human labor behind technological advance um and sort of the what we're willing to accept um Mm -hmm. you can also just read it as i mean not just but like another reading is that it's sort of a allegory for capitalism generally (laughs) yeah Uh, you are you know you are giving your body up to work for others and your life has no true meaning but uh (laughs) But you do get like an arts fair, though. Yeah, they 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 do they do get an arts fair. You remember that much? <laughs> I remember that's that's like one of the only things I remember about that well, book. It's pretty important, actually. The arts, <laughs> the art they do is very it's pretty essential to the book. So I guess oh. those, those are. Oh, go ahead. No, 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 go on, go on, Becky. Oh, I was gonna kind of move into a different. Yeah. So if you did you was there more you want to say on that one? Uh yeah, just yeah I think so. Okay. Well, can I just say, these are kind of like cloning is bad, and I wonder if you have like examples of cloning is good. Um, so I think my big thought, first of all, was um, was Avatar, um, which is a form of cloning, cloning but it's a, an addition is added in order for people to be able to survive on this other world. Of course, then there's the whole factor that things go bad for the people whose world they're on in Pandora. Um, but it's hard uh-huh. to tell if it's really because of the cloning, because in some sense the cloning got them the information that the humans needed in order to invade and like take over and dig for the um, material that they want. But um, that was the people who weren't even the scientists. It was actually like that was it was almost science versus capitalism, and science was what was winning and and ended up um, letting them win. So the cloning process um, was what I guess helped save the day in their white savior narrative as we've <laughs> talked about this so there's issues with huh. it but it, like, it's, it positioned cloning in a very different different way I guess mm. so so in the movie Avatar cloning is positive because <laughs> wait are, the, are like the blue people the clones or the yeah, like, is, it, mean, is so it like it's, the origin it's cloning, yeah it's cloning with an addition um, where it's it's their DNA that's just been modified with other things mixed in in order to create their avatar, which is then a, a body that can live 
in the environment of Pandora without like gas masks and everything. They're larger, so they can better navigate the world. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's cloning with modification, which is also what you get in like Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. For example. So. Out of curiosity, in in Avatar, is this suggested that he could have had a clone of his human body made and just like pilot his human body? It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, because he also ultimately ends up in the actual body because like the Earth. Well, it's not the Earth. The Pandora tree soul of souls. The, I don't know. They're like mother center, which is also like there's a weird like science aspect of the planet. I don't know. Like transfers him actually into that body. Um, I think it was more just that they didn't have time to make him a body. Like it wasn't even his. That clone that he used was his twin brothers who died. Like that's the only reason he was there. His twin brother was a scientist. He died. He was a, a soldier who then was brought over because his uh-huh. DNA matched, which meant he was the only one who could pilot the Avatar. This is really complicated. James Cameron thought this was going to be the next Titanic. <laughs> the Titanic? They're nothing alike. I hated no, the no. Titanic. Well, they're both directed but, by James Cameron. <laughs> no, no, James Cameron was like, oh, this is going to be like as big as the Titanic. Oh, I like, thought you meant like the storyline. I was like, they're, they're kind of different. No, 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 no. Well, it's a lot more complicated. It sounds a lot more complicated. Yeah, like a lot of run up. Yeah, I mean, it's long. You know, as Molly says, well, you didn't say this just now. She said it to me earlier. It's long. So <laughs> a lot goes on in it. But all of that stuff is covered pretty early on. The idea of, like, what the clones are and why he can use it. Um, so, pretty beginning. As, as the Avatar watcher, I haven't seen Avatar, so I wouldn't know. Oh my know. gosh, you guys, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I guess my curious is, like, so, so if we had to, like, interrogate Avatar using the lens that we've, like, developed in uh-huh. the first, like, 30 minutes of this episode... What does it mean that, like, only he can... It's, like, only he can pilot it because the clone was his twin brothers. I assume there's, like, some kind of innate, like, genetic compatibility. Yeah, it's, like, like, it's exactly... It's, like, genetic DNA compatibility. Like, it's it's programmed. The body itself is programmed for him. They don't really explain... Maybe, okay, Sigourney Weaver. I'm trying to remember if she explains the science better. I think, I, I don't movie. know if she explains it better, but I think she does um, explain it in the, like, first 45 minutes yeah, that I watched. Yeah, I just don't, I don't remember it super well, but, I mean, it comes down to, yes, he, literally, it's, it's about DNA and genetics, because his mm-hmm. is now in the Avatar, and that creates some sort of, like, neuron channel thing when they lay down in this squishy little coffin <laughs> box. <laughs> That's what happens. Huh. Yep. Okay, so so there's this idea that, like, you have to do a clone because, like, there's, like, a some kind of, I don't know, biological link between your brain and your body that can't be disrupted? I have no idea. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I had to go yeah. back and listen to that part again. But it's all right. It I mean, like. yeah. I don't, know. I don't know what that says. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting, though, because this is an example of the self being able to control the other and then actually eventually becoming the other. I mean, cause it's, it's a body without a soul. It's a uh-huh. body without, um, a, like, I don't want to, I don't want It's wanna, an avatar. Yeah. Cause I don't, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to put it. It's not in the same thing as like being in a vegetative state. It is, it's just a vessel that he can mm-hmm. then transfer his consciousness into and control. And so it's, it's a clone that, uh, that allows the self to just kind of transplant but you said it wasn't in a vegetative state, though. Well, I did, I'm, I'm worried about 
like comparing this like vessel to someone who is in like a comatose veg- like right. vegetative state like mm-hmm. that just feels like like a bad thing to say and it probably mm-hmm. incorrect like I haven't done science on like people's brain states and stuff like that's when they're when they're in that sort of state but I, I don't think that it's in any way the same mm-hmm. um, there was never a consciousness yes like it was specifically engineered just to be a vessel hmm that's pretty interesting that's weird. Yeah. Sorry, I'm it's sorry. Okay. I'm I'm I, not sure what the. It's fine. I mean, neither of you have have um talk, like know that one, so we can move on from that. But I just think there's some interesting stuff in that yeah. one compared to the other um, ones. Something similar happens in. Um, oh oh, it's in. The most horrible show I've ever watched. <laughs> wait wait, Hemlock Grove. Hemlock yes, Grove. Yes, I remember the. Name. Oh no! All right. <laughs> um, and it's not. I don't know if it's cloning exactly but a human is created like a human body that is meant to be a vessel um Uh and it's meant to be a vessel for this there's a character who is extremely deformed like she i don't i don't really know why or what's up with that but it's like she is um okay and (laughs) oh boy like she's wearing a lot of prosthetics the actress um and so it's like this body that a scientist creates for her um for her to be transferred into basically Mm -hmm. um but sort of in in what i think is a more typical storyline the body itself has like ends up developing a Uh, consciousness and i mm -hmm. think this is this tends to be the story like i think we are in the same way that we like ai stories where the ai has consciousness um because we like these like slave revolt narratives where we get identify with the (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so like it becomes like becomes conscious it's similar to um in dollhouse where it's not Mm -hmm. clones but it's um the show dollhouse where human bodies are emptied of their consciousness somehow Mm -hmm. and then other personalities that have been sort of coded are uploaded into it kind of like what happens in get out or is that different it's not quite like like what happens i just don't remember how they do that and never mind it's It's like a literal brain transplant i think yeah Yeah. i mean it's it's kind of like that actually um uh but the the thing of course is that there's like residue of um of the original, but then there also ends up being residue of the various personalities that get uploaded and down or downloaded and upload whatever uh, mm-hmm. from the from the consciousness. Um, like I think we are ultimately always interested in in the other having. It's weird. Like I don't I don't know how to explain that because like you know culturally we hate the other. <laughs> but I, I think it, it's, it's right. very much also like the idea that like if it's a humanoid body, it freaks us out if it doesn't have yeah. a personality yeah well and especially when well, it's, it's something like like a clone or like i mean you know in all these almost all these cases right these are like white people they're <laughs> yeah they're like normative in a lot of ways um yeah right well i mean i mean you say like we we hate the other but like what's common across these stories is that you imagine being like the oppressed right like yeah. you imagine being 
guiltless being oppressed and like being guiltless because you are oppressed mm-hmm. and like um, really get having the moral high ground. It's actually a good sort of counter. Well, and I think that's, that's an interesting aspect of cloning narratives is this also possibility of transplanting the consciousness. And that is like the idea that like you mm-hmm. that and that would be a separation in some way of mind and body or, or self and body that when you get old, mm-hmm. like you have the option of li- like your mind is still young and you can be put into a vessel, robot, AI, um, Westworld, <laughs> other, oh god, okay, other other person like self, um, and therefore like in some mm-hmm. way live forever. Um, if the mind doesn't age but the body does, then like get a new body. And I, I mean, you see, there's a there's a lot of like science fiction yeah. short stories and stuff that work with mm-hmm. this sort of thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um. Sorry, were you going to say something about Westworld? No, literally, it's just I think that's a plot on Westworld. I now have sort of forgotten the entirety of Westworld, but... Uh, you had, like, one episode left. You, have you... Yeah, s- I did. Um, anyway. Jeez. Uh, but that did... Oh, so what this reminds me of is an example where we basically get the opposite. I don't know even how to describe... So, uh, have you seen The Prestige? Have, have you seen no. The Prestige? I've never even heard of this. What is this? I have okay. seen The Prestige. The so Prestige. Spoilers for The Prestige. Um, it's a movie about magicians. Oh. Um, like, Victorian-timey magician. Maybe not Victorian, <laughs> but, um, yeah. Oh, Nicholas yeah. Tesla so was a character, by, so whenever he was alive. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, I forgot that. I thought you were going to say Tesla. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> no, I didn't know about played, that. played by no, David Bowie. No, no. I think Tesla was fine. I think he was like in love with his uh, pigeons okay. or something, but I don't know much about that. Um, oh, so in The Prestige, one of the magicians um, discovers in Tesla's sort of science lab this machine that creates like an instant replica of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems as though that person has consciousness, but you don't really know. Like, it doesn't really show you that much, like, how much. And um, one of the magicians ends up using this this clone, this cloning machine, to perform his magic tricks. So he literally... Um, if I remember correctly, and maybe you can tell me, it, it either goes this way. He does a trick um, where it seems like he's died, but he's actually killed his clone. Or what I think it actually is, is he does a trick, like he goes into like a, a drown, like a water yeah. tank, and literally mm-hmm. dies. Mm-hmm. But like a clone of himself appears somewhere else. Um, right. So. And, like, what is really interesting? No, I just, like, the, oh, sorry, the questions about. I mean, either way, whichever way it is, I don't really remember whether he's killing his clones, or whether the clone, like the clones, are sort of piecemeal existing mm-hmm. after him and then killing themselves. And um, either way, like there are so many questions about like consciousness. And... I have a great example of this. Okay, from Calvin and Hobbes, the comic. At one point. He, like, makes this, like, replication machine because he doesn't want to do his homework or his chores. And he replicates himself and he tells them to do it. But then because they are him, they don't. They also want to run outside and play. And so he starts getting in trouble. And there's, like, six of him. But, of course, his mom only ever sees one. And so he's, like, breaking something in the kitchen. And he's doing something, like, dragging mud through the living room. And so he keeps he keeps getting in trouble for everything his clones are doing because 
the idea of like if you replicate yourself at a specific moment is that you or from then on are you separate entities and so Mm -hmm. that's kind of an interesting example where it's like they both are and are not him and there's like a science fiction example of like Mm -hmm. if there's a machine that can teleport you and what it does is copy every cell in your body and it creates an exact copy of you but then you die are you then at this other place or is it someone else so that's basically the question that is in the prestige yeah um so fucking weird and and like (laughs) does does the you know does the dude have the right to kill his clones Mm -hmm. because i think at certain points he also just kills a few for fun (laughs) right well actually what's what's really fascinating about the prestige is that um I think, like, the consciousness is preserved. So, like, from the perspective of the clone, like, he was just standing on the other side mm-hmm. of the screen. Like, it's it's an exact copy, know, including yeah. memories. So, all, all you, so they each think that they're the original. Like, one is like, oh, I just teleported. And the other one's like, no, you're the clone. So, like, the, the first time this happens, he, like, kills himself because, like, but they're identical. They're just sort of like, whoa. Like, so each time it is, like, the way after he teleports, all he know, like from his perspective, he just got really lucky, like he actually did teleport. He just opened his eyes and he was teleported to other space, while like the other person's like gets dropped into like this really horrible drowning chamber yeah. for some reason. Uh, um, well, I mean, and um, I think that's also the question, right? Is it because I think it's not as even necessarily clear if it is like a teleport, like maybe teleportation is part of the thing, and so that is so the original. You, don't even know you create a clone, it out. drops into the tank, you teleport, or you're the like. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know what, like who is the quote unquote original consciousness, um, but does he have right. the right it, to be doing all this murder? I mean, I, I'm calling it murder, so obviously I think he doesn't have the right. <laughs> but does he have the right to be doing right, all right. this? Right, like, is it is it murder? Right, his... yeah. Is it suicide? Just kidding. I'm sorry. I'm I mean, it's, it, it is like it's I, it's, a it's definitely murder. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that that question does. Arise, um, yeah. I think the Calvin and Hobbes is a good. I just like I forgot. Some example. I love I love Calvin and Hobbes, and I forgot about that because it's it is. It's like he's like do my homework. They're like, no, I'm gonna go outside. He's like, no, I created you. You have to do what I say. And they're like, maybe I'm the original. Like they literally have that conversation. He has to trick them all under a box, and instead of getting rid of them, he turns them all into spiders and lets them scare his mom one more time before he puts them outside. Oh, Felix is laying with us. Felix is laying on the ground between us, oh. licking himself. Um, <laughs> Didn't need to share that. Felix is the cat, in case anybody has forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought I should clarify. Um, licking himself. Well, on since the I added licking us. himself, yeah. Um, well, it's it's okay. I guess it could be a dog. Felix the dog. We're very funny. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I guess it's interesting that you you sort of have this. Um, because my idea of the prestige was like explicitly calling into question like which one is the original should not be like isn't isn't very valuable from an ethics standpoint because like the count right like it's they should both be they're like they're they both think they're the original they both have the memories of the original interestingly enough in the prestige is contrasted with like the identical twins that have led like one life for their entire like 40 year existence I was telling somebody about this and I was like, yeah. And then there are the identical twins. And she's like, no, that's clones too. And I'm like, no, they're identical twins. It's identical twins, right? They're, that's clones twins. You know, no, they're definitely identical twins. They have, they have this whole thing. Like yes, when they're six years you. old, they like decide okay. to pretend anyway. to be one person. I, I just, I, I felt like I was, 
Well, okay, this is a weird question, but I've always wondered, because I have no idea, but, like, do twins ever feel as if they're having the same crisis of identity as I think a clone might create of the self and other, like, identical twins? Because now I, I am going to bring up Shakespeare, like I almost do did it. earlier, which is the comedy of errors, because you have two sets of identical twins, and literally what happens is um, they, they both know the other exists in a sense, but they aren't looking for them at this point. And they end up in the same city. One has lived there his whole life, and the other is a visitor. And suddenly everyone's treating him like he's this great person. And they have the same fucking name. And their servants have the same fucking names. Because mm-hmm. the parents fucked up and both thought they had the one with that name. And so they so they, like, they literally just think oh. something everyone knows. So they're, like the one who visits is suddenly like really freaked out because he's like... Oh my god! All these people know my name, but then also they're giving me jewelry and like, and so it obviously calls like all, all of these issues. It's mainly it's hilarious. There's some beating of servants that is supposed to be funny, but it's actually just kind of disturbing. Shakespeare, um, yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag early modern. Shakespeare. Um, but like it, it is just it's <laughs> this really interesting like concept of like you know that somewhere in the world there is someone who looks exactly like you and we're told this exists anyways but I just mean actual like twins mm-hmm. um, but they don't know they're in the same city and so there's this like weird um, disconnect someone someone was, was talking was doing a paper on this at SAA and they were talking about ecstasy and madness but they kept talking about displacement this idea of the, of the twin as displacement mm-hmm. of the self and there was someone in the audience who asked a question and she says as an identical twin She's like, I loved hearing you talk about displacement. And I was just like, yeah, I like, do you feel that when you look at your twin? You're like, is that me but not me? And I'm like, that's just, like, crazy. And obviously a lot of twins who are identical, like, grow up to be very different people. Mm-hmm. You know, I knew I knew a set in elementary school that mm-hmm. for the first, like, up until maybe fifth grade or so, like, they constantly were wearing matching clothing. They did everything together. And now I'm pretty sure they're extremely different. They went to different high schools. Um, they have very different haircuts, you know. Um, like, they, they separated from that sort mm-hmm. of thing. But I don't know. I just think that's nuts. Well, I mean, it's it's a really interesting question because I think, like, twins like twins are the quote-unquote mm-hmm. original clones. Like, there's been, a, there's been a lot of, like, talk on, like, mm-hmm. twin language. And aside, um, I, I've seen, like, two pairs of twins. And I feel like if you're a parent and you have twins, like you're legally required to dress them in the same See, clothes I would think you're for as legally long as you can. To, like, like, same clothes but different colors. Otherwise, you're going to fucking mix your, mix your kids up. And, like, maybe they won't know who they are yet. Hey, is that is that your fault or their what fault? What if they're, like, three? That's your fault if you can't tell your kids apart, even if uh, they are identical oh twins. God. I'm sorry. Some kids. Sorry, that's them's the breaks. Most kids, when they're young, don't have a ton of personality. So, like, you can't always tell them apart if they look the same, Alice. Well, that's fine then, because like you treat them the same until the point where like you can start treating when you like you know. Oh God! What if what if you like name them one thing and then suddenly they have a different birth certificate and then they find out later doing a DNA test that they're the wrong one? If they do a DNA test, it'll be the same DNA. Is it the exact same? If they're identical, yeah. They had different. Oh shit! It actually doesn't matter. Oh my God! This is so sad. No identity matters. I know. I mean, I mean, weirdly, this actually is very. I don't know. Sorry. I always got nervous about the fact that I, like, maybe had a secret twin somewhere I didn't know about. Because the other thing is, like, the evil twin. And I think that the evil clone is also a very big trope. And I think that stems originally from this idea of, like, you have an evil twin. You can take over your fucking life and no one will know. And how terrifying is that? It's terrifying. (laughs) Very terrifying. 
Sorry, I just dropped like a ton of f bombs in that entire segment. That's fine. No, it's cool. I mean, we this is not like a, a children. Yeah, okay. So oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we barely earn it, even with like f bombs. Like, there's some, there's some like truly like capital E well, explicit. You gotta invite me back on to do more fan to. fiction stuff. Yeah. It's like PG thirteen. Well, I guess we could do fan fiction stuff. Um, or romance if you, if you want to do it again, no, I can't help with that though. Is that gonna be okay? Very sure. similar. Um, um, I'm not going to talk about it because I said I wouldn't, but I think there's an interesting thought exercise you can do right now about the the Lannister twins who were interchangeable as children and like the way that it fucked them up and the way that Cersei trying to have children with Jamie is like parthenogen parth parthenogenesis. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. just yeah. dropping that in there. Now backing away. Now backing away from your Game of Thrones reference when you said that you wouldn't do it. But I, I do think like the fear of, of being easily replaced, of interchangeability, is is an interesting mm-hmm. aspect that we don't have to like work with, but kind of touch on at least. What's What's kind of funny to me is that there's like we we talked about the hypothetical of clones. We talked about like identical twins, but there's like apocryphally like um, Brunelleschi, this famous archaeologist, played this like weird practical joke on someone named like Roberto. So, like, basically, like, Roberto got, like, super drunk one night, and he went to bed, and there happened to be another person named Roberto. So, like, he, he got a bunch of friends in on this, and he, like, rearranged, like, took everything out of Roberto's room and rearranged it with, like, the other Roberto's room. So, like, when the original Roberto woke up, it was as if, like, he had suddenly taken the place of the other Roberto. And, like, he got, like... Roberto's brother to come by and just be like, hey, my brother, like, how's it going? Like, you really partied hard last night. And then the Roberto will be like, no, I didn't. Like, well, like, I'm not, I'm not your brother. I'm the other Roberto. And be like, that funny Alberto, always up to your tricks. Um, and then he, like, orchestrated, like, a police officer arrested, like, the prime Alberto, <laughs> Roberto Prime for, like, the crimes of the, the, other. the deaths. Right, right, of the debts of the other Roberto. And then, like, at the end of the day, he's, like, in his jail cell, and he's, like, seriously, like, am I going crazy? Like, am I... Am I the other Roberto? Like, am I? And then they, like, revealed out, like, the next day, they, like, put everything back and then pretended, like, nothing had happened. And Wow, that's some hardcore gaslighting. Yeah. It is is quite possibly... um, well, I was Googling it to make sure I had the name right, and the, then the first entry is Brunelleschi's trick, a myth. <laughs> oh, thank God. So I guess that maybe well, it didn't actually the, happen. But the sort of, um, I guess this isn't the same, but it does remind me of um, the sort of like sitcom version where uh, on The Office, which I don't think either of you watched. Did you watch The Office, Alice? On The Office, mm-hmm. there's an episode where, I mean, it's literally just a, like a joke that's a throwaway joke where one of the main characters, Jim, who's like always playing pranks on Dwight, um, where an Asian guy is there um, and is like, I'm Jim. I've always been Asian. And like the Dwight is like basically being gaslit to believe that this is the case and that he just like didn't notice. And like, like Jim's wife like comes over and like kisses the guy on the cheek and is like, yeah, this is Jim. He's always been Asian. Um, oh my god! And just this—I don't know—this idea of like somebody just. Um, there's a okay. This is not clones. This is now other people replacing other people. But isn't that a there's like a disease where um, 
you become convinced that other people are like Cap, it's like Capgras yeah. syndrome. I anyway, believe. that's not related to anything. Can you finish it's your a, sentence. It's a, that you become convinced that other people are like replacements, like they aren't the themselves. Oh, okay. They've been replaced by some sort of right. other thing. Um, apparently, it's, it seems like very serious <laughs> yeah, and really I mean, uh, fucks you up and everybody up. Um, so oh, yeah. yeah, that's not really cloning either. So anyway, um, we're kind of running toward the end of the hour. Do we want to say anything else about clones? I I think that it's just a really rich topic and always establish with your closest friends like some kind of code word so that if they're replaced by a clone, you can figure it out. This is true. Um, okay. Yeah, I think it's this is true. Something that only you and like only the current you with your lived experience can like reveal to other person. So, okay. you know. You have to know your Just like get that though. sorted out with your cl- You should just do this what? anyway in preparation yeah yeah i guess that's true i mean if it if it is like one of those like memory clones where they know. copied all the memories then like that no then the sense of identity is preserved and you're not okay really actually a clone, this does so. make me want to talk about something really briefly because i'm surprised we didn't talk about it which is clone high um which the premise <laughs> of clone high if you don't know you can watch the uh the great intro the song. great intro song but it's way way back in the 1980s a bunch of Government employees. Okay, I won't do the whole song. Just gonna Uh Um, They they got some famous dudes and ladies. (laughs) Keep going. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, They cloned famous people into famous people from history. Jesus. Um, And these children have now Uh grown up and are in high school, and they're all in high school together. Cleopatra, Abe Lincoln, JFK. Yeah. Um, I don't remember anymore. Yeah. I've never seen it. I just watched the opening sequence, like, you know, an hour and five minutes ago. Yes. So, mm-hmm. but but a lot of <laughs> what the show deals with, right, is these characters um, balancing sort of between being, quote-unquote, themselves, but also being clones Close. of these very people, famous people who have these particular destinies, right? So, like, Uh um, you know, sort of the Gandhi character, right, is this, like, total jokester who, like, doesn't care about Gandhi stuff (laughs) Um, and is, like, very intimidated Mm -hmm. by the pressures of being Gandhi. Um, And, like, the main character is Abe Lincoln. um, And Joan of Arc is also one. Oh, that's right. Um, And, yeah, so it's, it's a lot of sort of, like, negotiation. I say it's, like, it's so serious. It's such a dumb show. It's fun. But it is, it's like the negotiation <laughs> of like, who am I? Who do I want to be? Who am I expected to be? And who am I genetically predisposed to be? Um, predestination. Yeah, and, hmm. and it's... Genetic predestination fucks yeah, you up every and time. and it causes a lot of angst. A lot mm. of teen angst. I was going to say teen angst. That's, that's interesting. It reminded me, sorry, so I guess we can start wrapping up, but this just reminded me that... Um, there's this movie called Three Identical Strangers oh, where yeah. it's like I want to like, see that for, actually the documentary. Yeah. Yeah, that like they're three, they're like a triplet they separated at birth, but other. they don't know that. So yeah. first this, yeah, first this one guy finds out they're like, no yeah. way, we're identical twins, and then like the third guy shows Whoops. up and they're like, what? The I'd be like, are there more? Right. <laughs> right. Then you you just like yeah. you'd be kind of afraid. You'd be like. 
always save a seat at the table just in case um studies where they you know find twins that have been separated at birth and actually find weird uh things Mm -hmm. in common like they cut their hair the same way they both have a favorite soda they do this weird like tick with their with their thumb and i'm making stuff up but like i remember reading something they had like it was just similar like very similar quirks even though these people grew up in very different environments sometimes and very far away from each other and didn't know the other existed um and that's i mean it's Mm -hmm. interesting it's like what actually is maybe genetically encoded seems to be also varied by the person too Mm -hmm. though so like maybe that fit for those twins but it Mm -hmm. wouldn't for another set that was separated Mm -hmm. man you never know yeah science you never know with twins or with clones soul sisters hashtag I have nothing else to say. Finish, finish <laughs> it out, Becky. Clones. Finish it out. Hashtag clones. Hashtag clones. Okay. Hashtag clones. Hashtag <laughs> cheese, please. All right. So what have what have you been up to this last uh, week? Well, class is done. This is our last day of class, and now we're doing work for stuff. So yeah. you have grading. I have attend. Well, it's, it's yeah. kind of a form of grading. Yeah. Um. So there's not been a lot in the um fun indulgence of things. I got to indulge, though, because I went to Washington, D.C. for the SAA conference, Shakespeare Association of America. But the, the, what I really wanted to oh, say was cool. that um, while I was there, I read Howl's Moving Castle, and I loved it. Um, so, yeah, Aww, it was really It's a good. great book. So yeah. different from yeah, the movie. I've seen the movie before. Um, yeah, I, you know, Game of Thrones is back, so that's kind of where my brain is. <laughs> Sorry, but, but it is. Mm. Um, by the way, if okay. you listen to our predictions episode, she's doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty yeah. good. Did you call it? Pretty good. I just want to say. All right, I, I'm excited to watch it at eventually, but I I look forward to like the um, Game of Thrones wrap up episode where Molly just says, "I told you so." Well, here's the thing: we're now hitting the point where I'm like, I have no fucking clue what's coming the rest of the season. I want to come for your wrap up episode. Okay, well, I just lost Molly. Oh, wait, where? Oh wait, no, th- she's back. All right, okay. let's just close out. Let's close out before okay. this explodes All on right. us. All right. Do you want to... Are we just closing the video or are we just closing out? We're, clo- we're doing, okay. we're doing well, our own closing okay. out, not Do you want to say anything? Okay. Alice <laughs> nope. hasn't been doing anything. I'm good. All she does is hang out with Hannah and not talk to me. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I've been playing Sekiro, this ninja game. It's, it's pretty fun. You, it's very hard. You feel very much like a ninja sword master because, like, you have to precisely deflect, deflect incoming blades, so you're, it's very, like, mm. sword clashy. And then you <laughs> either instantly die or you nice. instantly kill them. So it's it's pretty tough. Oh, yeah. Oh, Anyways, I also watched um, um, Russian Doll. It was really good. I know I'm super late. We can talk about... I really like Russian Doll. We'll oh, we need to talk about it more. Whatever. Have we done those? Game, Groundhog Day? We did Groundhog we, Day? We have, but... Um, okay. Mm-hmm. But we should do Russian Doll, specifically. <laughs> um, all right. So, feel free. Like, thank you for listening. Yay. Um, thank you to Becky for being our mm-hmm. guest. Yeah, thanks You're, for having me. This is fun. Yeah. Always fun. Um, yeah, for sure. Feel free to follow us on Twitter, or at least follow me on Twitter if you want. I'm at the Molly Jean. That's at the M-O-L-L-Y-J-E-A-N-N-E. It really is all Game of Thrones all the time right now, but eventually that will change. Uh, I'm at Alunculus, A-L-O-N-K-U-L-O-U-S. Um, Becky, do you uh, want to put put out anything, I'm or do you, are you just okay with being... Becky, H-I-X-O-N, B-E-C-K-Y. I, maybe we'll start tweeting. Probably not. Do it. Ta-da! Do it. Ta-da! <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, that sounds good to me. I mean, Alice doesn't really tweet very much either. Yeah, I, I've stopped tweeting. It's 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 a wasteland now. Uh, all right. So thanks right. for listening. And um, yeah. Did we say anything else at the end? Yeah. Stay hungry. <laughs> Sorry. No, I say stay hungry. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Molly. If you. It, <laughs>